0: So here we go, guys. Another episode of Success Champions. And boy, this round is solid. I am bringing on Niaje. And let me tell you, this girl is a powerhouse, dynamic, gorgeous, just all-around badass. I mean, you're talking, she is building an empire. And I'm so excited to be able to be along for her ride, her journey, and everything she's doing. So strap it in, guys. This is going to be one hell of an episode. And let me tell you. I'm so grateful for the sponsors of the show, the guys that just allow me to bring these badasses to the stage every freaking week to to really help share and tell their stories. I couldn't do it without them. Do me a favor and go show them some love. So Stacy McGovern over at Point Blank Safety Services and what they're doing in the state of Texas for safety and securities employing off-duty police officers to make sure that not only do our construction workers get home safe, but that we get home safe. Make sure that Companies and and areas get to protect all their assets, so their assets remain their assets. It is a brilliant company, and I promise you, if you do business in Texas and you need safety, security, active shooter training, Point Blank Safety is your company to go to. Check them out at PointBlankSafety.com. Tell them Donnie sent you, and make sure you support their nonprofit, Blue Family Fund. Amazing nonprofit that helps support police officers and their families and especially the the families of fallen officers. They do scholarships and funds for those families. It's an amazing, amazing organization. And then our new sponsor, Icy Tech Coolers. Man, these things are off the chain. So we've we've had ours now for a couple of weeks. And let me tell you, these coolers are the real freaking deal. Sturdy as hell, lightweight. And they keep things cool for a freaking long ass time. I mean, it's it's amazing what they'll do in this Texas heat when we're barbecuing out, smoking, grilling all day long. They don't tell you these are the things you want sitting next to you uh, to have there. They, they literally have the most colors of, I mean, if you go to their website, it's like watching college football of colors. You know, with all the different colors and shapes and sizes and everything with their coolers, it's amazing. Their American flag cooler is off the chain. You know, it's just a really cool uh, cooler and set up for a fraction of price of what you're going to pay for the big boys out there. So if And and they're 100% veteran owned as well, which is just amazing here in the U.S., um, they have coolers all the way up to 1,100 quarts. So if you're a commercial fisherman, or you need food storage, or you know maybe you're one of those crazy ass people that want to put a bunker in the ground, this is the thing that could absolutely do it. So if you go to icy tech excuse me, icy-tech.com/slash/discount/slash/success, you can use my affiliate code and you're going to get $25 off any purchase. Of one of their coolers. So you can either go to icy-tech.com, backslash account, back, discount, backslash success, and you'll get $25 off your next cooler purchase. Or you can just go to the website, put in the promo code uh, success, and you'll get $25 off your next cooler purchase. So check them out. Phenomenal guys. Now, let's talk to guys. Oh, All right, kids, it's going to be a freaking killer episode. I am telling you, hold on to your asses, guys, because this one's going to be a fun ride. I'm bringing on Niaje Wallace, which should be a really, really, really fun one, guys. So I'm Donnie Bovie, and this is Donnie Success Champions. Niaje, my dear, gorgeous, wonderful, sweetheart of a gal, how the hell are you?
1: I am amazing. <laughs> Excited to be here.
0: Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the show, dear. Tell us your story. Who the heck are you? What's your story? Where you been? All that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I am an influencer and boss babe that are that is inspiring people to ditch the excuses, ditch the excuses, and go after what you want what you feel you deserve, what you desire. And that is pretty much like everything that wraps me up. But to take it back, I was born in like, I was born in a hood. <laughs> I was I was born in a hood, single mom, typical story. My dad, you know, didn't believe I was his. And just like the the typical story where people are like, woe is me. My life is hard. This is why my life isn't what I want it to be because I've had such a hard childhood. I'm here to tell people bullshit. I call bullshit.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So I've been able to custom design my life. I looked at everyone around me when I was younger and I'm like, this is not the life that I want for myself like this doesn't feel right this doesn't resonate with me and I was just like I am gonna make something of myself and I worked my ass off to start businesses travel the world. I've been to Paris, been to Tahiti, I've been to Italy, I've been all over the Caribbean and no one around me, like my parents didn't travel. I don't even think like my mom has a passport. (laughs) (laughs) So like I was that one person where people were like, you want to travel internationally? What? You want to start a business? What? But I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. And I did it and so my message to everyone is you can achieve anything that you put your mind to. I am living proof that you can do it. So pretty much everything about my business is all about motivating people to take that leap and just do the damn thing.
0: Oh, I love it, girl. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's let's back through it just a little bit. So you grew up in your word, the hood. <laughs> you get away with saying that sometimes if I say the hood, you know people look at me funny, so because I'm like the country boy from Texas, so you know so um, and figured out how to get out of it. Where does that come from? That gumption to want to rise up and do more with your life
1: so and, and when I say the hood, I was born in the Bronx, New York, just to clarify Bronx, New York, you know not the best neighborhood, but Basically, I just looked at, and it may sound really silly, but at the time I didn't understand law of attraction and mindset, but I looked at my life and the people that I was around. And then I would look at people on TV and I'm just like, these people are living nice. And then I'm looking at this and I'm like, this, something's not right here, you know? And so when my mom would say something and then I'd listen to like, maybe like Oprah or like someone like, famous say how they think and I'm like okay well this person thinks this way and my mom thinks this way so who am I gonna listen to I'm like I'm gonna listen to this person because they have the life that I see for myself and so that's kind of how it started which I know I feel like like it, it sounds silly but that's how it started and then when I got old enough to start taking like like business classes, then I gained mentorship from the small business administration. So they have a program called score mm-hmm. and they give you like a free business mentor. So I was just like obsessed with like how people's thought process happened because I always felt like I thought different. And so I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. So let me find more people that think this way and listen to them basically. And I did a lot of reading. I would read you know, really powerful books about mindset and and success. And I would adapt these habits of successful people. So that's pretty much, you know, how it happened for me, because I didn't have parents that inspired me to to start a business or no one in my family ever owns a business. No one in my family ever traveled. No one around me you know, had the visions or the desire that I had, I was just looking at people that had it. And I'm like, that looks good. I want it. I need to figure out how to get it. So
0: <laughs> love it. love it. Okay. So you have a unique style. You're, <laughs> and I'm just going to speak straight. You're a gorgeous black woman with purple hair. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so where did this look come from? I mean, is this something you, you've always gone this way? Is it is it just your brand, your style?
1: I think it's developed over time, honestly. So I used to do music a long time ago, and I guess like my unique style started from that. Like the colored hair started. I thought I was a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it started. I oh, had- so
0: purple's not your natural hair color. No, I'm
1: kidding. Uh- <laughs> So I started out with like a pink chunk and then the rest was like my natural hair color, which is like a really, really dark brown, like almost black. So I'd have like a pink, a pink chunk here and the rest was black. And so that was kind of like my thing because I wanted to be edgy. (laughs) And then when I started my first like brick and mortar business, I was like, okay, people are not going to take me seriously with this pink strip in my hair. So I went back to my natural hair color and I felt like the artistic part of me was dying. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I have to find a way to have my hair color be artsy to where I'm still expressing myself artistically, but still not as crazy as like the pink and black. So I did black on the top and then purple on the bottom half like I think I started with like a pink and purple blend and then I was like I'm really feeling this purple like it's something about it and then someone is like you know purple's the color of royalty and I was like that's what it is <laughs> I'm like that's what it is that's why I resonate with this purple color so much so so yeah, I went from the half, like half of my head, like my natural color, and then the bottom half purple. And then one day I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go all purple. I'm going to do it. And I did it and I never turned back. It was the most compliments I ever received I'm sure. on my hair ever. And so, yeah, I just, I say, I say to people, because people always say, oh, I wish I could have color or I wish I had the guts to color my hair. And I'm like, life is too short for boring hair. Just do it.
0: Right. <laughs> Well, and I'm one of those guys that if somebody can pull off a classy look, I'm gonna be the first guy to walk up and say, "Dude, I love your hair!" Right? I mean, I, I love it when people can stand out because guys, we don't get a whole lot of choices in the matter. I mean, if I dye my goatee or beard, then <laughs> then people are gonna laugh. Right? 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 But but women, no, uh, they can do all this fun crazy stuff with the hair and it looks classy. So let's, let's talk about motivation, drive, passion, and, and help some of our listeners really figure out where they're going and how to go for it in life. You know, you've been on some cool trips, some cool vacations. What are some of those experiences that that you went through that you're like, you know, this, this moment is going to shape me for the rest of my journey.
1: Yeah. Oh man. So I really think that people just kind of how I said about the hair color where people say, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could, you know, do this. And I'm the type of person where I'm just like, I don't wish I do, you know? So when I have this thought, like my first international trip and I went alone. So a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid to travel alone, especially women. But the reality is if you wait for someone to join you, you'll be waiting forever. So I'm like, I am going to just do it. I'm going to do it and it will work itself out. So my first international trip was to Costa Rica. It was an aerial retreat. And I... It literally was the most liberating experience for me. It was my first time using my passport, which was exciting. And I went, it was the aerial and yoga retreat. So there were a lot of like yogis there. And I met some of the most amazing women. Wait, when you
0: say aerial, what do you mean?
1: So aerial silks, like Cirque du Soleil.
0: Oh, so like the the people that roll down the sheets and everything.
1: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Silks.
0: Six.
1: My brick and mortar business was actually an aerial and dance studio. So I am a trained aerialist so I can Mm -hmm. climb in the air and do all the tricks and stuff like that. So every now and then you'll see a couple of pictures of me on social media, still training. So if you see me doing splits and stuff like (laughs) that's what that's (laughs) all about. So yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. So do you incorporate some of that aerial stuff? And then I'm going to go back to the trip, but, but do you incorporate some of the aerial stuff when you're coaching and on stages or anything, or is that just a hobby at this point?
1: So it it used to be my full-time thing. And when I sold my business, I'm fully remote now. So I haven't figured out how to incorporate it now. I still do it for a workout, but no, I don't. I mean, Pink does it in her concert, so maybe I could figure something out eventually. (laughs)
0: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. So you go on this retreat, and where I forget where it was, uh, but Costa Rica. So you're in Costa Rica with a bunch of yogis, and that always sounds so funny to me when I hear yogis because I think a yogi bear every time people say that, (laughs) (laughs) and people hate me for that. Well, if the people listen to the show only know that I I like step like one toe into woo woo stuff, so so uh, I'm pulling
1: you all the way in this
0: time <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that um, but uh, uh so now you're on the treat with aerials and Yogi. so that's just a weird combination so you've got people sitting around meditating while people are flying on bed sheets I'm-
1: well Ariel. No, they they complement each other because okay. a lot of a lot of aerialists do a lot of yoga. A lot of yogis love aerials, so it kind of goes hand in hand. So it wasn't that weird. Um, it wasn't a meditative yoga retreat. So let me specify that mm. it wasn't it wasn't like meditating. Like people are quiet. It was so more was the,
0: the fitness,
1: more fitness, more like acro yoga kind of thing.
0: That's the only yeah. style of yoga you yoga, right? Yeah, and that I've ever done is a fitness yoga Mm -hmm. and i was at a high-end club in fort worth and that gal beat the peer living snot out of me (laughs) uh we went five o'clock in the morning to do the yoga class and she had five of us dudes in there and i think she was on a mission to see if she could literally break (laughs) us in half um it was an amazing workout (laughs) but but that
1: is awesome
0: Yeah, you know, uh she i mean i think her idea of success was a pool of sweat below you anywhere was was you know mission accomplished so <laughs> so what'd you do on this retreat i mean i know it's a it's a physical yoga and, and this aerial um, stuff what all was, was the point of the whole retreat
1: So it was a birthday gift to myself. So that's why I went initially because for a while I knew I wanted to travel and I was trying to get friends and stuff to go with me and no one was able to go. No one was able to go for whatever reason. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go by myself and just do it like, and not look back. And people were like, you're crazy. You're traveling out of the country by yourself. I'm like, yep. I am. And I went and like I said, it was like the most liberating experience because one, Costa Rica is beautiful, absolutely beautiful sunsets like I've never seen beach like I've never seen before. And then I met some of the most amazing people that I would have never met staying in my little bubble, you know, so it, it just opened my eyes that there is so much beauty in the world. There's so many different people that have different lifestyles that you would never know unless you travel and have conversations with these people. So it opened my eyes like this little fraction of the world that I was exposed to is only a little tiny piece. And so I became obsessed with travel because I'm like, I want to learn more. I want to see more places. I want to meet more interesting people that have a completely different lifestyle and mindset than what I do. And so the beautiful thing that I realized about travel is when you go places, you think you're exploring those places, but you're actually exploring yourself because you're finding out more things about yourself that you like, or don't like, agree with, don't agree with. And just having that experience helps you grow as an individual. So I became obsessed with travel and I never looked back.
0: You know, what's, what's awesome about that is I, I, you know, my wife and I got lucky enough to go to Ireland last year, um, and I did some speaking there, and I was able to bring her along. Um, and it was a really cool trip. You know, we did nine days in Ireland, mm-hmm. 1,500 miles, you know, had a rental car, really no destination. It was awesome. And this is actually the first time I'm sharing this, um, but the most downloaded episode of this show, of this entire podcast, is the recap I did of Ireland and all wow. the things i learned from that trip so i mean i 100% agree with you is is when you go to exotic or just places you haven't been i think a couple of things happen one i always think you get more respect from your from where you come from um especially if you hit different parts of the world um, i've been to a couple of third world countries um but you know when when you get to explore other places you know it makes you, I don't know, for me, it made me want to work harder to go to see more of these places.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: But when you do travel, I mean, there's so many different things. To learn. I mean, one, and I'm sure you found some of the same things, is the people are awesome. I've never been anywhere where the people just sucked. Um, you know, they're so courteous. And they lo- they, I mean, we stick out like sore thumbs because we're obviously tourists even though we're trying to be a local, I mean, you're going to stick out a little bit further than I do, (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know. There was a couple of times my wife and I were sitting on, you know, a lone rock overlooking the ocean in Ireland and, you know, lost in thoughts and just so many transformational thoughts go through your head. You know, is that kind of the journey you went on when you're over there?
1: Yeah, every time I travel, it it just opens my eyes to so many different things. And it is a time to reflect and just be grateful for what you have and, and open your eyes to different lifestyles, different ways of thinking different ways of living. Because I think that we get stuck in this box. Like this is how it's supposed to be. Society says you have to be this and we get stuck in that. And so when you travel, you see like, there's people that are living completely different and something that may be weird here may not be weird there and vice versa. So just opening and expanding your vision to what's possible and how you can live your life, how you want just allows you to choose like, okay, this is how I want to live my life. And I don't care what society feels I should be doing because there are people living differently and you're exposed to that more as you travel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, a uh... Unique. I mean, travel is one of those things that people look at it sometimes and, and, and the cost or, or whatever holds them back. But man, if you do a little bit of work, you can travel for cheap as hell. Oh, um, of course. You know, um, I love telling people that, you know, you know my wife and I did Ireland for $8,200 all in. Mm. People always think Ireland's one of those places that's just going to cost you a, a, an atrocious amount of money. Now, don't get me wrong. That's still a lot of money, but completely doable on damn near any income, you know, you save up enough pennies, you know, um, where does, you know, this whole thing continue to take you? So you're now speaking on stages. I know you're launching a podcast. You've got, um, some coaching practices, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, walk us through it a little bit.
1: So I, Okay. I guess like the first I'd start with my studio. I opened a dance and aerial studio and at the time when I was starting my business, I was like, okay, I want financial freedom. I want to own a business because I want to make money to be able to do what I want to do. Like <laughs> that was my thought process at the time. And so with my aerial studio, I was the only one in the city. So I pretty much dominated the industry, which means my business grew fast, probably faster than I was ready for. And year three, we're at capacity and I'm making phenomenal money, like constantly adding classes, trying to squeeze in as much as I can because we're, we're maxing out every class. And I just realized I was really unhappy. And so I had to go back to the drawing board because I was like, okay, I have this thriving business. I'm making phenomenal money you know, I do have the freedom to travel. It wasn't as as easy as I thought because now I have this business where, you know, I'm checking my email to make sure everything's going good. Even if I'm not there, I'm still mentally there. So I had to go back to the drawing board because I'm like, okay, I thought that I had everything that I wanted. So why am I not happy? And I think in the the first thing that I realized is money doesn't buy you happiness. Everyone thinks that like, I just need to make more money. I need to make more money. I need to make more money. But I'm like, I realized because I was making great money. That's not it. So I had to ask myself like, okay, what do I want? What do I really, really want? And this was, this was some deep soul searching because I thought I wanted a business and I thought I wanted to make all this money. But what I realized that I valued more was time freedom and location freedom so i wanted the time to enjoy the fruits of my labor because i'm like what's the purpose of making all of this money if i don't have time to fully enjoy it so that was one aha moment for me because i didn't have a lot of time i pretty much was working seven days a week the studio was open five days. But then we would do special events on like Monday through Friday. And then we do special events on Saturdays if someone rented the studio, which was often. And then Sunday was paperwork cleaning, getting supplies for the next week or two, like whatever the case may be. So I'm working seven days a week. So I didn't have a love life. I didn't have time to like do any type of real self care, which is huge. So not only was I unhappy, but I, I started becoming unhealthy. I wasn't eating properly. I was addicted to caffeine. So pre-workout, coffee, whatever it was, it became like, oh, I need my pre-workout. I need my coffee. (laughs) So I'm just like not sleeping well, which made that even worse. Like it just was like all this stuff piling on top of it. And then a day came where I I did not want to get out the bed and I'm a happy, like bubbly person. Like I love life. I'm so passionate about life. So when that day came and I was like, I don't feel like getting out the bed. I was like, I have to make a change. Like, this is not why I started a business. This is not why I created this life. If I'm not happy, I have to make a change. So I got really serious about systems because I'm like, one, um, I read a book that, pretty much changed my life or my mindset when it comes to business. And I'm like, I need to get my system really, really solid to where this studio is operating like a well-oiled machine, whether I'm here or not. So year four, I spent just really hammering down a system, retraining my staff, retraining my customers. It's because I had customers that were just oh you were so I didn't pay I'm just like what not trying to be malicious but they're like but I wanted to pay you not the receptionist but I'm like no you have to pay the person in the front if I'm not here so you have to train your staff and train your your customers to respect the business and and you're not always going to be like the business does that make sense
0: 100 percent 100 percent
1: yeah so year four was all about just getting that system really solid. And then year five, I decided to sell. It was one of my hardest decisions of my life because it was this thriving business. But I realized like, I want to be fully remote. I want to be able to travel because I love travel. And I want to work from my laptop, like going into the office and seeing like, you know, my students was great, but I'm like, I see myself being able to make a bigger impact in a different way. And if I'm not a hundred percent happy here, I'm not going to be a good boss. I'm not going to be a good instructor. I'm not going to be a good, you know, like business owner. So I have to do what I feel is best for me. And again, people are like, you're crazy to walk away from this thriving business. But I'm like, we only have one life and it's meant to be happy. So I have to do what's going to make me happy. And I sold my business. I moved to Florida. I moved by the beach and I freaking love it. Like there were a couple of moments where I was like, did I make a mistake? But overall, when I looked back and I got everything the way I wanted it, I was like, this was the best decision of my life. Now I live in this beautiful place. It's definitely my dream place. I live 15 minutes from the beach and but I live like by the water, but like the beach beach with sand. Like, oh my God. It's it's like a dream. It literally is like a dream. And the only way I would have been able to achieve that is by taking that leap.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, and I what I th- don't think people understand is I always say everything you want on the other side of fear. I think everything you want on the other side of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And because I I think you have to have one foot on crazy to be able to make the leap. Um, Because everybody around you, anytime somebody takes that big jump and that big leap, everybody around you is like, are you sure you want to do that? You know, are you going to do that? I mean, it's like when I opened my business, I didn't tell a freaking soul that that's what I was going to do. I did it without telling everybody because I knew that there was going to be some some pushback and flack. And I'm like, look, why bring that into my life? I'm just going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think that craziness in you comes from? Is it the upbringing? Is it just tenacious? Have you always been a fighter and a scrapper? I mean, where's it come from? <laughs> I
1: told you I'm from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like I have just – I. I have just always been a take action kind of person. Like I, I get a business idea now, you know, obviously there are things in my life that maybe someone else may not struggle with. Like I have struggles, but when it comes to like business and taking action, if I see something that I think is going to make my life better. I'm just like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm that person, you know how they say entrepreneurs jump out of the plane and build the parachute on the way down. That's a hundred percent me. I'm like, I have an idea I think is great. I'm going for it. I'll figure everything out on the way, you know?
0: Well, I have a crazy idea for you. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I, I, I totally think you should do the next Cirque du Soleil motivational speaking conference where you oh. find other crazy ass aerials and fire breathers and all of that are on the motivational circuit because there's already a musician circuit going. There's guys who play instruments and everything else and go, I think you should 100 put on a, an entire motivational circus of, of crazy people doing all that stuff. Um, I think you would have a niche that nobody, nobody else in the marketplace has. That's a great (laughs) idea. I'm like,
1: let me get it into motion before, before this air. (laughs) No, that, that would be great. Incorporating two of my, of my skills. And, and, you know, even when I think about me training aerialists, so like I, I didn't train professional dancers. I trained regular women, like, house moms, and they would come to me and be like, I don't have any upper body strength. I don't have any core strength. Or they would say, I'd want to, I want to take a class, but let me get in shape first. And I'm like, this is what gets you in shape. This is what builds the upper body strength. This is what builds the core. So just, if you think about that, people are always getting ready to get ready. Does that make sense? People say, oh, let me get into shape before I go to the gym. No, the gym is where it happens. So you have to take that leap. You have to take that step and stop feeling like, oh, well, I'm not ready. If you tell yourself that, you'll never be ready. You have to take the leap and take that step, take action. And I think that that has always been what set me apart. I never stopped and was like, oh, well, maybe I need to get ready. I'm like, nope, I'll get ready while I'm, while I'm doing it. Like I'm going to rise to the occasion. And that's really what it's about. Stop telling yourself you're not ready and just do it because the experience will get you ready. The experience is going to teach you and train you.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I have a theory, um, that their motivation is not even a real thing. Um, and and exactly. here's here's what i mean is motivation only comes after you have done something mm. right so so if that's the case then you'll never find motivation which is what happens to most people because they never do the thing in the first place mm. the trade off being is action is what motivation really is mm. it's an actual skill set it's a movement it's 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 a verb, if you will, that's what motivation is. Cause you have to actually do. And then motivation kicks in. And I always use the analogy of washing the dishes. You get done cooking dinner. Oh yes. It's, it's, I love this because I hate washing the dishes. It is one of the worst things in the world to do, but you get done cooking dinner. You go to the kitchen and you got two choices. You can sit down and put on Netflix or whatever game of Thrones you've recorded on TV, or you can take 10 seconds and wash all the dishes, load the dishwasher and clean the, the kitchen off. What most people do is they go and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Now they do that for a solid week. And now they got these nasty ass the plates and everything all over their house. Right. Mm-hmm. The difference being it, And the response always comes back to, I wasn't motivated to do the dishes, right? That's almost always the excuse. I didn't feel like doing the dishes. Well, the trick is if you took that 10 seconds and you actually started doing the dishes, interesting thing happens. As soon as the dishes are done, now you wipe the counters off, then you're wiping the cabinets off. Now you're doing laundry and you're vacuuming the living room um, and everything happens after you took the initial action. Mm -hmm. So if you just take motivation out of the equation and replace that, is I need to take enough action before instead of saying I need to be motivated mm-hmm. it's a cool dynamic for people to change in their life with what they're doing, mm. you know and I think that's what you were teaching these house moms which which is just cool the idea of thinking of house moms you know wrapping themselves up in in, in I keep calling them sheets, I think you call them silks, <laughs> but, but but still wrapping themselves up i mean was this a two story facility or that you were you were doing this in or
1: So I had two locations. I did like beginner and, and, um, children classes in like a, it was, I don't know, like 10, 11 foot ceilings. So I wasn't teaching, like I, I started from the ground. I started right. from the ground. Like you have to build the strength before I'm going to allow you to climb up. I want to know that if you climb up in the air, you can support yourself. Right. So I started from the ground, but they would be maybe like a foot or two off the ground. And then I had another facility that had really high ceiling. So once they got to that level, then they can go to that class.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm totally seeing the Tony Robbins fire experience. But this... <laughs> (laughs) Now you're getting them to go up the silks. Yeah. (laughs) That
1: would be fun. That would be fun. But yeah, it just, it was amazing how many women came to me and said, you know what? I never in a million years thought I would have been able to do this. I would have never thought I would, I would have been able to do this. So from the strength to the flexibility, to the tricks, and then it gave them this confidence boost that trickled over into every area. Of life. And that's where I think I started wanting to, to help people transform because I saw the confidence boost. I mean, there were so many different things in life. People that are just like, now that I'm like accomplishing something I never thought I'd be able to accomplish. Like now I want to uplevel my relationship, my career, my job. And like, it literally forced people to look at other areas in their life because they're like, I'm pretty awesome. Like, do you understand what can happen when you know that you are awesome? You're like, I'm not going to settle for this crappy job or this crappy relationship. Like it, it changed them. So really just stepping into your power. That's what I like saying, (laughs) stepping into your power because we all have it, but it's like, are you going to tap into it? And some people never do.
0: Well, but some people are always going to throw out that excuse of, you know, I, this is how I was raised. This is where i come from, even down to the color of the skin to, to you name it. They're going to throw out all these excuses out there that says, you know, I can't do it because insert whatever. What would yeah. you tell What would you tell somebody that, that. Got that mindset.
1: You know what I'm going to tell them, Donnie. Ditch the fucking excuses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
1: know, You already know. But that's what it is. It's, our, it's the stories that we tell ourselves as to why we can't do it. And it's all here. It's all in your mindset. It's you telling yourself that you can't do it. So you are already defeated. Period. Yeah, absolutely. You're already defeated. So you have to ditch the excuses. And so one of the things that I, I always ask is how bad do you want it? how bad do you want it? Because that's what's going to determine how much action you are willing to take. And, you know, when things get hard, people quit, they give up. So I have this really fun analogy that I've been using lately. It's kind of like the video game, Mario Brothers. So you, you know how every level you have to, fight something like some big monster or whatever at the end or do some really difficult challenge. That's how I feel life is. There's a challenge at every phase of your life. And there's some people that are like, okay, I'm up for this challenge. Let me let me fight this big ugly monster. And then there's some people that's like, oh, this is too hard. So I'm gonna stay at this level and collect all the coins that I can and just hang out at this level. I kind of like it here. You know, I don't want it bad enough to fight this challenge to go to the next level. So they just hang out and just keep collecting coins in that one level. But I mean, is that like, does that not get boring after a while? Do you not want to see what's on the next level? Like you have to face that challenge. So every single phase in our life, there is a challenge that is meant to make us grow and, and expand into who we're meant to be. I love that. it keeps happening throughout life. So there is no arrival like, okay, now I have this great business or now I have this great relationship. No, life is going to throw something at you because there's always more. Life is abundant. There's always more. There's always more to explore. Explore. There's always more to learn. There's always more to experience and people get stagnant and they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out at this level here. Like I'm, I'm okay here, but no, like keep growing, keep learning, keep exploring, keep experiencing experiencing all the beauty life has to offer.
0: Yeah. I love that, dude. You know, one thing that I'll, that I'll give you and feel free to, to steal the hell out of this one <laughs> is I think every time life gets tough, right. And maybe you got that boss in front of you, you know, you get struggling, everything's happening, everything's going bananas. I think what happened is well, you even go to Mario brothers is you just leveled up. Because yes. you think about it, when you get to that next level, you've got to learn all the shit all over again. Where's the coins? Where's the boxes? Where's the mushrooms i got to eat and all that shit, yes. right? When it gets tough, it just means you leveled up. It means mm-hmm. you just got to learn this level. you got to learn these arsenal, this weapons, this, this whole thing, and keep on plugging. And the people that win, and, and uh, people can determine what success is for themselves, but the people that win, you know, are the people that kept going even when they didn't want to.
1: Yes.
0: Right? They kept finding when the world is stacked against them, they keep pushing, they keep fighting, they keep grinding and, or in your case, keep climbing the silks. (laughs) Exactly,
1: yeah. So there's two things that I wanna say to that. So one, if you think about Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all times, I don't watch sports, but everyone knows that regardless if you watch sports or not. So he didn't start out a great basketball player. He was rejected from one of his first basketball teams. So a regular person would be like, okay, maybe I suck at basketball and I'm never gonna play again. You know what I mean? Like that's what people do. But he said, nope, I'm going to practice harder and longer than anyone else. And that is what set him apart because he kept going no matter what people told him. People told him he couldn't do it. You suck. But he did not let that stop him. So that's what it takes. You have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep training. And that's the first thing I want to say to it. The second thing, I just learned this recently, um, our brain has a defense mechanism. So when things get difficult, our brain says, okay, stop abort mission. But we are only at 40% when that happens because our brain is protecting us from difficulty because it wants to keep us safe. But we have a whole nother 60% to give. So think about if you apply that to your life, it's going to get tough, but I'm only at 40% when it starts to get tough. So pushing past that uncomfortable feeling and giving a hundred percent. So think about, your business or career, how it will change. If you give a hundred percent, think about your relationship, how it will change. If you give a hundred percent, think about your life, how it'll change. If you give a hundred percent. So another thing I tell people, stop half-assing it. If you want an amazing life, you have to put in amazing effort and not half-ass it.
0: That's so awesome girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause it, it's truth. Um, You've had jobs in, in your lifetime, right? You've worked yeah. for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because when I left corporate America and started my own company, right? I thought while I was in corporate America, I was busting my ass. I thought I was putting in long hours. I thought I was working. You know, I thought I was doing a lot. Flash forward to running my own company. That dude that worked for corporate America was a lazy bastard. Right? Because once you run your own business, there is no time for lazy. Because if you're not moving, your business is dying. Was it kind of the same experience for you? So...
1: I've always been like a really hard worker. Like I think 18, I was working two jobs. So like I've always been a hustler and I was kind of just like, okay, what's the best use of my time? How can I make the most money? How can I make the most impact? So I think my brain, like I was, but I was used to that grind mentality. I was used to that hustle mentality from where I came from. So I never looked at it like, I was busting my ass for working for someone else. Cause I was always just like, I'm working for me. <laughs> right. I'm not working for you, but that's just kind of how my brain was, was set up. I, I never really wanted to work for anyone else. So it was always like, this is temporary until I get my thing going, but I need a certain amount of money to get my thing going. So I have to do this. So I never looked at it like I worked for someone else. I was working for me to get to where I wanted to go. I don't know. My brain yeah, is- Yeah, yeah, no, no, it different. makes
0: sense. It makes it makes <laughs> but, absolute sense.
1: But but working for yourself is way, like way harder. Definitely like having your own business. It's a whole nother ball game. And I think people are lazy because like if you give someone- a recipe for success. If you say, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to work this many hours, do this, not watch TV, not, you know, go out and party and drink and give them the exact thing to do. Do you know how many people still won't do it? Because they're lazy. They're lazy.
0: And add on there, when I used to do sales training, I'd stand in front of a room and say, look, you know, the company pays you to bring in business, right? So when you can be client facing, your ass needs to be client facing, going in, bringing in business. That means your paperwork and all that other stuff can be done on your time. I'm paying you to bring in business. And I can't tell you how many people I would say that to that would be like, yeah, no, uh, I won't be doing paperwork on my time. I'll do it on your time because that's what I'm like, dude, that's half assing it. Go, go get the business done. But it's, it's that mentality shift that that people I don't know I'm just a believer that you either get in the game and start going for it or you shut the hell up I mean because there's so many people running their mouths saying I want to be famous I want to do these things I want to do this stuff but are unwilling to put into work so if you're not going to put into work don't run your mouth saying you're going to get there let the actions actually step up or get in the game put your head down and get after it Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's wild how many people wanna to, wanna to talk about how awesome they are, but but aren't yeah. willing to get in after it.
1: It's so true. And people look for shortcuts. Yes. People look for shortcuts. That's what it is. Like the the get rich quick and you know, lose weight fast. Like rather than getting in the gym and getting on a, a steady diet, they want the quick like, how can I lose weight fast? Rather than then adapting positive habits that will eventually get them to their goal. And it's the same thing with funnel building. Like now, you know, with me building sales funnels, people always want to buy the courses that say copy my one funnel and you'll make $50,000 yes. a month rather than doing the work to understand what their target audience wants and what resonates with their target audience. They try to get that, that quick fix, but it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, experience is the best teacher in the world. Mm-hmm. is, is, you know, if you've got to go through it to become it, you know, and if you don't go through it, you don't learn the knowledge you need to be able to, to take it beyond that. I mean, it's like for most people, average Joe or Jill gets handed a million dollars from winning the lottery. They're going to lose it because if mm-hmm. they did not go through it to earn it in the first place, to understand it, respect it and know how to create it again. You know, that's why you see all the people all the time that, you know, make a million dollars a year salary or whatever. They get fired for whatever's going on. And then they turn around and land another job that's in a million dollar range or they create another million dollars. They know how to do it because they went through it. Mm -hmm. And when you shortcut, you lose out on all of that time and all that training.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Tell us where this is all taking you. I mean, so walk us through. I know your podcast is is out in the marketplace now, um, and and going. What's the name of that show?
1: Abundance Hack.
0: And and where did you come up with all this idea?
1: So I. I'm really passionate about inspiring people to live a fulfilling life. I think there's a lot of people suffering in silence. There's a lot of people that are unhappy because we put our highlight reel on social media, but people in real life are suffering, they're unfulfilled, they're ha- they're they're unhappy. And so, I've been doing Facebook lives every day for like a year and a half. Well, I did it every day for a year and then after that year, I went down to like a few times a week. And so my whole purpose was just getting people to, to choose happiness. Happiness comes from within and going after their goals and dreams, because I have people that say stuff to me like, Oh, well, I don't have money like you, or I didn't, I didn't grow up like you. And I'm like, if you guys knew how I grew up, like, I know I'm fancy now, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just like, you know, the, the, The only, there's nothing special about me. The only thing is that I take action. I put in the work, I go for it and I don't see obstacles in my way. And that's the thing that people have in front of them is obstacles, but they're self-imposed obstacles. So I, I really want to inspire people to identify their blocks. We all have blocks that we have to work through. Identify their limiting beliefs because that's what's standing in your way. And so abundance, like the goal is to live an abundant life and it doesn't mean money because there's plenty of people with money that are not happy. So I want to see people just stop existing and accepting whatever life hands them and start living, like actually living, being in love with their life, waking up happy about the day, excited about the day, and then take it one step further and start thriving. That feeling of being so madly in love with your life. How many people can say they are madly in love with their life and really mean? it like not don't say it on social media but like feel it in your heart like yes my life is fucking amazing like how many people feel that you know right, so right. like that's my goal to help people tap into what they really want what's gonna make you really happy like forget about what people say you should be doing or how you should be living your life what's gonna make you happy And then the hack part is just like, you know, like, like a life hack, like tips and tricks on like how to live an abundant life. So that's how I came up with the name.
0: That's so So, awesome. Yeah. So So where's all this journey going to take you? You're podcasting. I know you're speaking on stages and, and razzling dazzling and motivating people and everything. Where's all this going to take you?
1: I'm about to be in the next Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I honestly, like, I I love my life right now. Like, I, I just want to inspire people, honestly. Like, I'm fortunate enough to be able to make money from my laptop. So it just gives me the freedom to just create this beautiful inspirational vehicle. Um, But ultimately, like, I I would love to have some type of show. My podcast is a video podcast. So you definitely want to check out the videos. So video podcast, but I'd love to get some type of, like, official show on a network or something like that. And I do want to do retreats eventually. So kind of how Tony Robbins does his thing. But, like, when I went to Costa Rica, that first trip I told you about, I fell in love with that retreat because it had such a huge impact on me. So I'd love to be able to do that for other people, have them come to a beautiful location and connect like on a deeper level with other people that are looking for that, that soul connection, that depth, like, like not just the fluff, you know, like, Hey girl, how are you? (laughs) Like really having deep conversations and, and just uncovering desires. We all have desires. We all have gifts. We all have talents that we have suppressed because society told us we couldn't do something, or we can't be this, or we're not good enough. Everyone has had a point in their life where they felt they weren't good enough. So exploring these parts of us that we've kept hidden and really tapping into who we are meant to be, tapping into our power, tapping into our gifts and our voice and sharing it with the world. So I've done some really amazing interviews, like my interviews, like literally at the end of the interviews, I'm like, I feel so good because it's people that genuinely are trying to make an impact in the world and genuinely have like, like they took that leap and this is where it's gotten them. So hearing other people's story, because I know I have a unique story. (laughs) Like not everybody hangs from the ceiling, you know. So (laughs) hearing the different people, their story and how they took the leap and now how they're happy and fulfilled. And fulfillment looks different for everyone. Mm. So it's been so beautiful to just hear everyone's different idea of what fulfillment means to them and what abundance means to them. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this journey.
0: Nice. Nice. And how does everybody get in touch with you? I mean, if they want to listen to the podcast, find you all that stuff, how do they get in touch with you?
1: So I am all over social media, (laughs) but the easiest place to go is to my website, niage.com. I actually have a free gift too. So I have a, a little video series of like five steps to an abundant life. So everyone's journey is different. Everyone's at a different place in their life, but these are like, Pretty simple standard, like across the board, this is what you should have, like a good mindset, good patterns and stuff like that. So it's a little video series, but you can get that niage.com slash free gift. But um you put it in the show notes. Yeah,
0: we'll right? put it all in the show notes. And Niaje guys is N I A J A E.
1: Yes. Yep. Uh, and that links you to my Facebook and it'll link you to my podcast and my Instagram. I'm, I'm all over LinkedIn, everywhere. Nice. <laughs> but you can all get it from my website, niage.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, girl, this has been one hell of a fun ride. I've actually <laughs> really enjoyed this. Um, here's how I like to wrap up every episode. And I do stump some people. So, so stand mm-hmm. by. Okay. If you were going to leave the champions that listen to this show, 78 countries around the world, entrepreneurs, business owners, veterans, first responders, all people on a journey. If you were going to read them with a quote, a phrase, a mantra, a saying, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this.
1: Mm. Man, one of my favorite quotes is, you can't pour from an empty cup, so take care of you first. Mm, And so... The more we fill our cup, the more we can overflow and give to others. So it's important that you take care of you, mind, body, and and spirit, because we, we have to take care of all of them. A lot of times people meditate, but they don't take care of themselves physically, or they take care of themselves physically, but they're not taking care of themselves mentally and emotionally. So take care of you first. You only have one body. You only have one mind. So take care of it.
0: Love it. Love it. Well done, girl. I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. The The ground You are a And the ground is no place for a champion, no for a champion, no or a champion.
0: I told you this was going to be a powerhouse episode. Man, she is a machine. Um, I love everything she's doing. It's a fun to watch her rise. Guys, do me a favor. Go give her some love on social media. Follow her, contact her, reach out, and, and just support her. It's amazing to see what she's doing. And do let me tell you, if you want to hang out with these badasses like Niaje, come hang with us in the Success Champions Facebook group. Just go to Success Champions, excuse me, go to Facebook, type in Success Champions, click on group, And we'll be the first one that pops up. It's an amazing group of badasses that are just going for it. We are doing daily content, Friday happy hours. And every Friday, I go live in Facebook, in that group, and we call it the Champion's Happy Hour. And I talk about business, uh, badassery, motivation, helping you get out of your own way. We are rising. It is growing. It's an amazing place. Come say hi and come hang out. And guys, keep going big and loud. Blow some shit up and let's light this world on fire. Unleash your badassery. You're going to be glad you did. Thanks, guys. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals. Go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.